On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most inspired visionaries on the planet in lighthearted, lively dialogue. Join us as we explore the expansive nature of reality in a down-to-earth way, offering you insights and tools, empowering you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Now, here's your host, Christine Upchurch. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm so grateful you're joining us here today. You might be listening live here in the Seattle area on 1150 AM KKNW, anywhere around the world on Transformation Talk Radio or Blog Talk Radio, or after the fact on one of the 50 podcasts this show ends up in or on ChristineUpchurch.com. But wherever and whenever you're listening, you're going to be grateful you joined us. We're going to be talking about something we have never fully discussed before with a, a certain angle that's going to be surprising. But I'm just going to give you that little teaser. Before we go any further, I want to say hello to the man behind the technology who allows you to hear these wonderful conversations, Mr. Benny Mathers. Hey, Benny. Hey, Christine. Uh, welcome back for another round of uh, your show, of course. And um, things are good in my neighborhood. <laughs> Nothing else to report, <laughs> that's really. Great. Yeah, that's, that's great. pretty good. Well, you know, it's funny, Benny, because um, I realized that although I'd done a show with a co-host for about nine months, mm-hmm. um, my own show, our show, but the Christine Upchurch oh, show. Oh, no, it's not this mine. Is, well, Your no, you're an integral show. part of it. I'm but, just a little sidekick, but that's fine. Um, the, this is the last of the sixth year. Next week, we start our seventh year. Little lucky number seven. Yeah. All right. Not yeah. that all the previous six were lucky. I think they were pretty good, too. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. cool. Do you know how many total that is? How many total? How many shows? shows? No, because I know that there, sometimes we do replays. I'm yeah. figuring probably around 300 shows. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's kick it for another 300. That sounds great. <laughs> right. That sounds great. I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, our guest today is Dr. Felicia Clark. I met Felicia when I was doing my TEDx in Wilmington, North Carolina, and her TEDx talk blew me away. Uh, she is a vibrant, vibrant woman, and she focuses on how to heal a woman's body image. Now, if you're a woman listening, I know that there's probably something you don't like about your body. And if you're a man listening, you, chances are your sister, your mother, your your wife, your partner, um, your daughter isn't happy about some aspect of herself. And our guest today says it's by design. Um, Felicia Clark is a plus-size cover model who turned into a mathematics curriculum developer. My math and statistics background is near and dear to my heart. And she combined these two passions to crack the code on how women learn to appreciate their body, no matter their age, size, or circumstances. A staggering 93% of women dislike their body in some way. Boy, I would think that that percentage is even higher. And she wants us to turn the tide. She's the founder of BodyPeaceUniversity.com, and she speaks to college students, women's groups, and counseling organizations on how to overcome that negative body image, adapt holistic, healthy grooming practices, and embody femininity. She's a leading body acceptance coach, an international author and media expert, and as a plus-size model, she modeled for Richard Simmons, Just My Size, Macy's, Jones New York, Kelly Price Collection, and several magazines and many designers. You can check out her body acceptance journal at wonderfully made, uh, uh, 
called Wonderfully Made and her book, Beauty and the Beastly Standards. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Dr. Felicia Clark. Hey, Felicia. Hi, Christine and Benny. Thank you so much for having me. It's, Happy to be here. It's great to have you here. And, um, you know, when you were doing your TEDx, uh, I was blown away by some of the statistics you were offering. And I was fascinated by the fact that that here you are, this beautiful, large woman who's teaching people to not only appreciate their bodies, but you're looking at some of the data behind it, which I think is a fabulous combination. So first, I want, I want you to share with our listeners how you got from wherever you came from to this point in time where you are helping people to accept their bodies as they are. Okay, well, um, you know, this as, as many things happen in life, it just kind of became the natural next step to take. Um, but what happened was just as a kid, I started modeling, and, um, you know, I grew up in Denver, and it's not necessarily a hot modeling market, you know, but I did model in high school for mall shows and department stores, and um, my aunt would design clothes, and I'd do her shows, oh. and and so, and then I did have professional training. So I finish high school, I go to college, uh, and I like mathematics. I've always liked data uh-huh. and numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, so me after, too. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So then after college, um, I went to grad school and majored in um, mathematics curriculum. Uh-huh. And so that was the career I was pursuing, and the whole time I was modeling as well. Mm-hmm. And I had the good fortune to get signed by the top modeling agency in the U.S. And I was based out of Los Angeles and modeled in New York and Chicago, Las Vegas, and, of course, Los Angeles. That's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing this. And I'm also in grad school at this time, you know, learning math standards. So in modeling, you have to meet beauty standards, mm-hmm. and in math, you have to write curriculum to the standards. So in grad school, I'm learning the science of good standards and how to measure reliable data uh-huh. based on standards. Sure. So I did a lot of studying on good standards versus bad standards, effective standards, ineffective standards. I also write tests, and you have to meet the standard in a test-taking item, and there's a whole science behind that. So on the other side, I'm modeling, trying to meet beauty standards, and they just made little sense. They made less and less and less sense as my career went on. Mm-hmm. So just to give you um, give you a little perspective on that, um, beauty standards, Historically, you would try to meet ideal proportions, which is a mathematical ratio. Right. So there's ideal proportion to the eyes, ideal proportion to the lips, to to your whole shape, etc. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so most women don't naturally have that. I didn't naturally have that, but that's where modeling comes in. You use color, angles, posing, uh the right kind of clothes, et cetera, to be closer to those ideal proportions. Mm-hmm. And you can do that with makeup and, you know, fashion. So 
as I went on, this sort of body fashion started to come in style that didn't meet any ideal proportion, and it actually distorted natural proportions. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, huge, huge lips that are just larger than any person would naturally ever have. Or, right, right. yeah, enlarging your eye or making your nose real, real narrow, um, more narrow than any person would naturally have, just all kinds of beauty standards that were, just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I came across a book called The Beauty Myth by Naomi Wolf. Mm, oh, right. Yeah, and it just really explained everything. It is basically saying that as women get more power and more money, beauty standards become abusive and that they're not about appearance, they're about behavior. So tell me more. Yeah. So um, she may, well, of course, we also had this beauty standard of being thin, 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 to the point where America started leading the whole world in anorexia death. Yep. Yeah. But the whole time, they're having everyone look at obesity and, and ignoring the anorexia problem in our country. And so as I, as I looked at this, um, because I had a background in modeling, I, I understood how American women were being socialized to hate their body and to think that their natural body is flawed and wrong, mm-hmm. and that uh, there's, that's how they sort of sold plastic, cult, uh, plastic surgery culture right. to women. And uh, it was done for profit, but also to take away the freedom, power, and money that women were getting as we just became more and more successful in the workplace. Interesting, interesting. So there's something insidious behind the fashion standards. Absolutely. Um, this gets kind of controversial when I talk about it, but if you look at the data, it's very provable and very true. So if you just pick a designer and, uh, you know, pick a top designer that has, sort of the attention of the fashion industry, most likely it's going to be a gay male who finds men attractive. Right. Now, that that in and of itself is fine because they've really made just beautiful designs. Mm-hmm. But underneath that, there's a culture of gay men, and not necessarily the designer himself, but other gay men that had a real negative agenda towards women, like a hatred of women and and then they also had a uh, attraction to the male physique so you started seeing beauty standards where women shouldn't have any breasts women shouldn't have any hips women can't have any stretch marks uh women are supposed to be sexually available but can never get pregnant Mm -hmm. uh you know you started seeing all these beauty standards that really went with the way the male's body is designed Function, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think about like I've I've got a um, friend whose daughter was modeling for a number of years, and she rose in that culture really fast. And and a certain photographer took her, her under his wing, and she was doing very well. But she had to stay so thin that she stopped having a period. Yeah. So she's no longer fertile, you know, and and it's like really dysfunctional for her her body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is fascinating. Um, 
We're going to go to a quick break, but when we return, we're going to have Felicia tell us a little bit about why she connects the Ms. American Goddess pageant with healing a woman's body image. Stay tuned for more in just a few moments. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice, full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you ready to finally feel empowered and knowledgeable in your political stance? Let Marsha Padilla-Goad educate you on exactly how important grassroots advocacy is in a relatable way to all perspectives. Tune in to Grassroots Advocacy Radio with Marsha every first Tuesday of the month at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Visit DynamicsInPublicAffairs.com. Are you ready to shift gears from spiritual seeker to spiritual rock star? Let Nova Whiteman be your aligning force that will help you navigate the ups and downs of this human experience. Tune in to Spiritual Alignment Radio with Nova Whiteman every second Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit NovaWhiteman.com. That's N-O-V-A-W-I-G-H-T-M-A-N.com. What is holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. You know, Felicia, um, I'm fascinated by your own unique journey and how you've been putting these pieces together um, to try to figure out, like, what is the the BS behind the beauty standards that, and how this is disempowering women. But you've You've got an approach um, to having women connect with the goddess, and you you entitled the show "How the Ms. American Goddess Pageant Heals a Woman's Body Image." 
I'm kind of blown away by that title, and I'm really curious. What does the Ms. American Goddess pageant have to do with a body, with a woman's body image? Well, a lot of times, if you think of pageantry, you have that sort of image in your head of the bikini model with no no fat, no jiggle, um, walking down the runway perfectly, being judged if she trips at all or has any type of misstep mm-hmm. and could perfectly wear a you know bikini, and that's what was considered beautiful. It would be a woman who likely never had children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just this symbol of beauty to be a, a pageant queen that really kind of dishonored the woman. Mm, herself that in order to be beautiful you couldn't be a normal woman right and uh so the miss american goddess pageant wants contestants that are real women that have lived a life and expressed the goddess within Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a it's a pageant for women to express their goddess no matter age size or circumstance right and it heals the body image because you compete with the body that you have and you dress it up as best as you can. You create your goddess costume and you're there not just to be an object. You're there to express the different facets of womanhood. Mm-hmm. And it's just very inspirational. Um, goddesses stand for something and they stand in their power and they retain their feminine energy when they do that. We don't have a lot of examples. Of that, we don't. We, yeah, we are often taught to use masculine power. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. So, how do we step in into the feminine power? So, it's actually there for you already, but we have to claim it, and we're often taught to look past it. So that's why I recommend just pick a goddess, pick a goddess that you like. Uh, a lot of people like goddess Isis, you know, or. Right. Aphrodite or, or whomever, you know, whomever speaks to you. They're, every uh, culture has goddesses, uh, ancient goddesses that they credit with building parts of the world. They credit goddesses for the seasons, you know, all kind of things. So sure. you would pick the one that resonates. And what's good about it is that these goddesses are connected to nature, connected to a family, connected to peers. Uh, we often lose that connection trying to be this idealized uh, Western woman. Uh-huh. So I like that aspect of it. And more importantly, goddesses have no body apology. Right. You, you, you see goddesses depicted with a poochy stomach, which is normal uh-huh. for women to have. Right. Um, and, you know, yes, a certain percentage of women naturally have a flat stomach and if that's how your body is that's fine but if you like you said your friend that lost so much weight she lost her period you know uh-huh. if if you're if you're harming yourself to get thin that's not the body type you're supposed to have and most of the goddesses are not that body type yeah they have cellulite you know they have saggy breasts they they represent a natural woman as she naturally is intended to be. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I know that there's a, a culture, um, a tribe out there that I remember reading about many years ago where um, 
the saggy breasts were thought to be ideal because those were the women who had lived, had had children, who were in their power. And so they said that a lot of, like, you know, teenage girls would go around using all sorts of techniques to try to get their breasts to sag. And it, it <laughs> seems like it's our, our, you know, our ideal is based on our culture. Yes. So, okay, so if we, if we don't know anything about goddesses, um, what, Google goddesses and take a look at some of the images, uh, is that a good way to start? Yes, and even before you look at the image, look what the goddess stands for. Okay. Because, you know, they'll say the, you know, the moon goddess, the goddess of spring, the goddess of the, ho- of the home, the goddess of, of different weather patterns, you know, all kinds of things. And there's gods and goddesses. Uh-huh. And so I love that because women don't have to shrink power in the face of powerful men. Both men and women have their power. Right. And it's not competing. It, it works together. So I love that. And yeah, and so you just pick whomever resonates with you and then look for the image. And I think what's really important is, um, as you mentioned earlier, um, that over 93% of women have a negative body image. Um, And, of course, we're taught that. You know, by the time a girl reaches puberty, she's seen hundreds of thousands of images that are critical of the female body. Oh, hundreds of thousands. That's shocking, Felicia. Yes. And it's it's everywhere, all over the place. And, of course, as a young girl, you want to be beautiful. You want to be pleasing. And so what we tend to do as children, and then it continues into womanhood, we look at the best of of every beautiful woman and package that all together and then compare ourselves to that. So not even one actual living woman fits the ideal beauty standard of everything. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And so, yeah, so we judge ourselves by this fantasy that doesn't exist. But as you mentioned, you know, goddesses with sagging breasts or, or whatever, um, what we might consider a body flaw, all of the fertility goddesses have poochy stomachs and sagging breasts because that's how you look after you've given life. And in the natural world, uh, women have the power to continue the life cycle, and that was always honored. So in a society that dishonors that, you kind of have to give it the side eye. You know, you look and see, how can can you expect life to continue and and dishonor the life giver? So if this is something that starts very young and we see all these images and we hear these remarks and and we see, you know, media, the the movies as well, um, television shows, helping to us to view ourselves negatively in terms of our body image. Yeah. How how do we deal with that shame long term? I know I I know that connecting to a goddess is an important piece of it, but is there something from our youth that needs to be healed as well? Yes. Yes, and so most every woman has an experience that happened in her youth that taught her she wasn't beautiful enough. Mm-hmm. It could be the boy you liked didn't like you back. Right. It could be uh, 
some other girl in your, you know, usually middle school age uh, or could be elementary, you know, they got some perk that you wanted that you didn't get and you associated with, you know, she's got the right whatever. You know, she's got perfect teeth. She's got long, pretty hair. She's got beautiful eyes. Whatever it is, we tell ourselves she got it because she's beautiful and she's more beautiful than me. And if I'm going to have what I want in life, I have to be more beautiful Mm -hmm. as if we'll be paid with the things that we want in life by our prettiness and by our pleasingness. Yeah. which go together. Yeah. And that's really and toxic. it's not true. You most most uh most of the things that you see women given because they look good, you could actually just buy them with the money that this woman spent to look that way. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I So so give us an example of that. So so for example, like women might say, "Oh, I want to date." Uh-huh. And they'll go get their hair done. You know, I want to be taken to the nicest restaurant in town. They'll buy a new dress. They'll buy heels. They'll, uh, you know, get all dolled up. Well, you could just go to that restaurant. Right. Now, let's say you wanted to, you can hire an escort. Now, I'm not saying that's ideal, but the point is, if you're just trying to look pretty for a random man to take you somewhere and you're uh-huh. spending all your money, you know, you could get an, a handsome, attractive man, you know, with no strings attached, just to be your escort for that evening and go there and spend your money that way. Uh-huh. Um, now, I'm not suggesting that you go do that. Right, <laughs> not right. what I mean. But, but my point is, when you really start to think of what you believe are the perks that women get uh-huh. for looking beautiful, that you never calculate how much that woman spent. Uh-huh. Yeah. And okay. It- and I, I love your example because you're you're saying that instead of viewing ourselves as disempowered because we don't have that, we have the power to get it one way or another. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, one of the reasons why I started being uh, a body image coach is because women spend all this money and get all this extreme surgery trying to get this look without ever haven't learned the classic beauty ratios. And so if you just knew what they were, chances are you have a lot of them. Most women have at least three, but more. There's about 20 idealized sort of classically beautiful things that um, that are considered when we consider a beautiful woman. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have all 20 things, but there's kind of like there's an ideal ratio of eye spacing. Uh And if you don't have it naturally, which I do not, you can achieve that spacing with makeup or the the illusion of that ideal spacing with makeup. Uh Um, You can, you know, there's an ideal leg size ratio. Most women don't have that. So that's why there's high heels, low heels. Uh, For some women, it would be no heels. Uh Um, So so these proportions are mathematical. And if you just decided to enhance three of them on yourself, you are captivating to men who like those things. So men focus on one thing. So they, you know, if they, if they like eyes, they'll be captivated by your eyes. A lot of men like a woman's hip structure. Uh-huh. They'll be captivated by that. So you can just create captivation mathematically. 
Interesting. We have to go to another you don't break. Have to. But um, stay tuned for more with this fascinating conversation with Dr. Felicia Clark. Calling all ladies. Are you struggling with neck, back, shoulder pain, or postural issues? You actually might have a related bra problem. Talk to Maria Monti at The Healthy Bra Company. She is a professional postural therapist who offers custom-fitted, custom-altered bras in 2,500 size combinations specific to your body type, shape, size, anatomical features, and breast weight. Call Maria today to find out more at 360-815-3205. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms helping everyday women create extraordinary lives. Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW Alternative Talk Radio and TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm having a conversation today with Dr. Felicia Clark. She is a body image coach and um, the creator of Body Peace University. Felicia, um, you talked about how there are like 20 different classic things. You talked a little bit about leg proportions, eyes. What are some of the other uh, things that, you know, we can enhance or kind of uh, somehow it, through illusion kind of correct to create three things that we, you know, that we're sort of displaying in ourselves to be more appealing? So hands and fingernails are one. And so um, 
I, I think we've all met a woman that kind of talks with her hands, right? Uh-huh, right. So you can actually be intentional about that, and there are certain mudras or certain sort of prayer positions is what a mudra is, uh-huh. but you, you sort of channel and guide with your hands as you speak, and you can you you can give good intention to people with your hand movements. And it's sort of a subliminal way to be very, very attractive, but it's also nurturing. And it's, there's such a beauty in it, and it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, think, think about a belly dancer, you know, and her hand movements. They're just beautiful and mesmerizing. Yes, they are. And so that's intentional. She's using mudra. So um, what a lot of women do wrong is they get the wrong fingernail length. So maybe their hands are naturally that proportion, and then these long, long fingernails throw it off. Uh-huh. Or maybe maybe they're not that proportion, and they do something unique with their nails, but it, it adds in another uh, dimension. So like certain nail shapes or certain um, things women put on their nails, like adornments and things like that. Uh-huh. They can actually, they can work for you or they can work against you. Mm-hmm. So certain rings, adornments, and all that, it just throws off the proportion and it doesn't, it, it can uh, undo what you naturally have. Right. Or it can add to and create that proportion. But again, it's just, it should be intentional. So if you wish to create beauty with your hands, uh, there's a science to that. That's fascinating. Yeah. So I know that you're, um, you are promoting women accepting themselves as they are. Yes. Yes. So why is it helpful to want to accentuate any of these things? Because beauty is nurturing. If, if you uh, think about your mom, you know, as, as a little baby and your mom was holding you, you know, you probably, you might have touched her lips, you touched her skin, you played with her hair, uh-huh. you grabbed at her earrings. All of these things drew you in, okay? Right. And so there's nothing wrong with beauty enhancements. If you look at every culture throughout history, throughout the history of the world, they always had some type of beautification they did. So beauty is a good thing. But it becomes a bad thing when it, when beauty standards become abusive. It becomes beauty becomes harmful when you're poisoning yourself to be beautiful. Beauty becomes harmful when you don't learn the beauty features that you naturally have. Mm-hmm. So enhancement doesn't have to be extreme. I mean, combing your hair is an enhancement, you right. know. Right. Uh, so. You know, just shaping your eyebrows is an enhancement. You don't have to do this extreme surgical or something that takes hours long, something that harms you. It doesn't have to be an extreme enhancement. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about toxicity. You mentioned that just now about um, toxic approaches to enhancing our beauty. What's that about? Yes. So in the United States, we use about 1,200 chemicals in our beauty and grooming products that are banned in other countries. 1,200? 1,200. Actually, more than 1,200. Over 1,200, yes. Wow. And these chemicals are things like fire retardants, lead, uh-huh. uh, things that mimic estrogen hormones, uh-huh. parabens, 
and they throw off your cycle. They are the reason why so many women have hysterectomies in the United States. Uh, they are the reason why some women have miscarriages. And we never connect that, that my hair products and my makeup are why I had a miscarriage. Wow. Right? Yeah. But but they know this, but they still continue to use these chemicals. So why aren't they, and, I mean, why do we have different standards than, say, Europe? Um, well, many reasons. For one thing, there. There is, there's just never been consumer protection mm-hmm. for women and beauty products. If you go back to the early 1900s, um, there was a court case where um, uh, Elizabeth Arden and um, I'm drawing a blank, but there were there were two major uh, makeup companies at the time, uh-huh. and someone started looking at their ingredients. And and so they were called to Washington to testify about these ingredients because uh, the public didn't know what was in them, and women were using these products, and they had no idea of how awful some of these products were. So they were sent back, and they were told to improve, but there was never legislation to improve. And it was never illegal to put them in. They just gave sort of bad publicity. And so that all they did was start to associate health and beauty together. So as a response and as a PR marketing, instead of toxin and beauty, they just started saying health and beauty, look healthy, have healthier looking skin, not actual healthy skin. So uh, that was, I believe, in the 1920s, and it just was never addressed again. It's never been addressed? So there are all these toxic not chemicals? Legally. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So how do we protect ourselves from these toxic chemicals when we're looking to have, you know, more moisturized skin or, um, you know, red lips for Valentine's Day? Well, one of the things that I recommend if you have time, and it really doesn't take a whole lot of time, but if you have time, you can make your own makeup. If you look at makeup ingredients, that you purchased from the store, uh-huh. you're going to see basically it has some kind of oil. Uh-huh. It has some kind of stabilizing ingredient, some kind of preservative and coloring. Uh-huh. So you can do that naturally. Vitamin E oil is a preservative. Uh-huh. So you can put that in your makeup. Coloring can be food. You can use cocoa for brown. You can use Turmeric for the yellow color. Uh-huh. There's all you can use flowers to create color because historically that is how makeup was made. Uh-huh. And so you don't need to use all these toxic ingredients. But let's say you don't have time to do that. You just want to buy your makeup. There are many lines of natural makeup products, and the way to know that just look at the ingredients. You have to put the ingredients on makeup. So if it's a long, long list with things you can't pronounce. You got some toxic chemicals in there. If it's just a short list of things that you can pronounce, things that you recognize, that's a healthier makeup. This is fascinating. Um, We're going to go to another quick break, but when we return, we're going to share what Felicia's up to, how you can connect with her, take one of her classes, 
and get coaching. Stay tuned for more with Dr. Felicia Clark here in just a few moments. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Heaven on Earth, your online school of divinity, building your inner coach as you lay down your foundation in the new earth with you as the authority. Take action now. The number one challenge people face every day is the negative voice in their head. We work each day to turn negatives into positives. It's all a matter of perception. Our challenge at this time is to remain intensely positive and focused, creating the world we wish to live in. Wake up on purpose with Cornelia's daily online positive messages guiding us in the new paradigm. Raise yourself into happiness and inner peace daily. Elevate your personal frequency free from negativity and reprogram yourself step by step, shifting your energy patterns with positive repetition, daily building your new earth with someone you trust. All the heavy lifting has been done for you. Wake up happy with Cornelia Stephanie, VIP.com. Try free for seven days now. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, you know, I'm fascinated by this conversation, Felicia, but before we go any further, I want to make sure before our hour is up that you have an opportunity to share with our listeners how they can connect with you and if you've got any events coming up. Yes. Uh, my website is drfeliciaclark.com, D-R-F-E-L-I-C-I-A-C-L-A-R-K.com. And if you want to reach me, I have a uh contact page you can just fill that out and i'll get it uh if you have any questions or if you you know want to talk further about any of these issues and i live in the denver area and i have a class each month so my next class uh in february 
is on yoni eggs and the use of yoni eggs to heal the womb and and also to manifest. And so I'll be doing that. I, I teach natural age reversal classes because there's, there's oils you can use to preserve your skin so that it won't wrinkle. So you don't need to do all these harsh chemical things that are out there on the market. I'm a big proponent of holistic health because I don't believe in using those 1,200 banned chemicals. So you can naturally uh, create products. And uh, also I have bodypeaceuniversity.com where I have online classes that natural aging, natural age reversal classes on, on there as well as several others. But, yes, I have monthly events in the Denver area. That's great, as well as online classes, which is fabulous. Because yes. I know we have listeners mm-hmm. from all over the world. Um, I think we've had over a hundred people from over 115 countries accessing the archives on my website alone. So I know we've got a worldwide audience. Um, okay, so you, you, yeah, I have worldwide clients. So that uh, I do coaching on Skype or on on the. Uh, phone. I do webinars. Uh-huh. So yes, actually the majority of my clients are not in the Denver area, but if you did want to come to a live event, that's where I hold them. That's great. Yeah. And of course your TEDx talk is up online as well. Yeah. Yes. So that, yes. that was fun to do yeah. that. Yeah. It, it was intense and it was wonderful. And, uh, you know, it was, I was really grateful to get to connect with some other wonderful people and to do something that was new. I don't know about you, but I found it to be a, um, a very different experience than teaching. So yes, very very different, and the whole um, the whole process made me a better speaker. So I'm grateful for it. But yes, it was intense. Yeah, very yeah. intense. Yeah, and and, um, and yours was one of my favorite talks there. So it, you know, definitely check that out, Felicia Clark's TEDx talk. Oh, well, thank you, Christine. I appreciate that. Now, you were talking about how, like, what some of these ingredients cost. You know, the, these companies that use these 1,200 chemicals that are toxic. And um, yes. so, okay, some of these things are really, really expensive. You know, $50, mm-hmm. $75. How much do their ingredients cost them? So, and I'm, I'm being generous here, but let's say if you bought a $50 uh, bottle of liquid makeup. Uh-huh. There's about 50 cents worth of ingredients in that. Really? Most of it is water. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you say liquid makeup, well, the liquid is water. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. 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 That's, that's um, shocking. So that's that's quite the profit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I teach a class. I usually teach it about twice a year. And we actually make makeup, and so we pick a powder, we put color in it, and um, if you want liquid makeup, you literally just add water, and that's how you get the liquid foundation. So it's not about adding any kind of lotion, it's just water. Um, well, there's oil in it. There's a, a little bit of oil, very little bit, So, but yes, there's oil in it, and you can read the ingredients. So if you don't want to take my word for it, look on the back, and one of the first <laughs> ingredients will be water. Right, right. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, and you keep reading down the list. Yes, there is a little bit of oil in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so how do we shift things for our children and grandchildren? Because I clearly we're we're broken in terms of female body image here in the United States, at least. And I think yeah. it's it's probably probably permeates a lot of Western culture. How do we shift things for the young people? Well, so one of of the huge shifts that I recommend, because sometimes I get clients that are dads wanting their daughters to have a good body image or mothers wanting their daughters to have a good body image, take out all of the magazines that make her feel critical of her body. Mm-hmm. And this may be all of the magazines that she has. Right. Uh, but uh, only bring in printed material with imagery that in some way validates her. So if you're of a certain ethnicity, buy magazines that show people of your ethnicity. Uh If you like science, buy magazines that encourage girls in science, if you or whatever she might be interested in. But just pure fashion magazines that make her feel inadequate, don't allow that in your home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I love about your message is you're saying that you shouldn't, it's not that we should just not be concerned at all about our beauty, but we just need to do it in a way that is empowering. We need to do it in a way that's empowering, but we also need to understand the beauty that we have. Uh Fashion trends aren't going to validate the fact that you have, you know, ideal proportion hands. I mean, that there's no market there, right? Right. So, so learn the learn classic beauty, and no matter what you look like, whatever body type you have, somewhere in the history of the world, you were the beauty standard. So right. study that and yeah. and understand what did they think was so beautiful. Um, and some cultures they thought pale skin was just ideal. Uh-huh. And other cultures would laugh at that and say, you need a tan. Some cultures thought dark skin was ideal. Uh And other cultures wouldn't think that. So what is it that they thought was so beautiful? Uh, Some cultures think cellulite is beautiful and ideal. Other cultures think you need a tone-fit muscle body. So whatever... whatever body type you have, research in history when you were the beauty standard and why. Yeah, that makes so sense. you still have those things, and it may not be validated on television, but trust me, there's a whole community of men out there that still think that is beautiful, and save your energy for that. Right, right. Don't try to attract everyone. Just use your beauty to nurture people who are nurtured by what you have. Yeah, and um, I think that there are those of us who are middle-aged who um, were married or when in long-term partnerships who are now mm-hmm. single. What's your message in, say, a minute or less uh, to those of us who are, are getting into the dating realm again? Yes. In fact, uh, early in my career, that's where I started working with recently divorced women that were starting to date. Uh-huh. And many of them felt, oh, I have to have plastic surgery. So, and you don't. It's your feminine essence, your receptivity. That is what will be attractive. Consider that the men that you're dating, they're middle-aged too. They have body image issues too. Right. Their body's breaking down too. So, so you're not trying to 
you're not trying to necessarily seduce them with your beauty. You're trying to be a part of their life. And so your feminine essence and keeping that strong and keeping that active and the fact that he can make you happy, that's more important than, you know, a firm six-pack, you know, abs. Right, right. That's not typically what middle-aged men are looking for in a woman. Yeah. And if they are... That he probably won't be meeting your needs. <laughs> so <laughs> say that again, because yes. that's darn important. If, if he's yeah. looking for somebody who's young and and uh, and uh, and he's not young, so say say that again about um, our needs. That that a lot of times, you know, men want a woman they can satisfy and that can be happy. And if a woman is unhappy with her body, it's very difficult to make her happy. So, you know, can you be happy with what he has to offer? And we can, and we need to learn to express that. A lot of times we are, we just don't express it in a way that nurtures his masculine energy. He doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. But when a man knows that he makes you happy and your feminine essence is online, that's a recipe for a very happy relationship, a very fulfilling relationship. And with and that message, we've got to end the show. Um, it's drfeliciaclark.com and bodypeaceuniversity.com. Felicia, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Christine. And thanks, Benny. You're welcome. And thank you for joining us here today. Uh, we look forward to having you join us again soon. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey. Each week, this show engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about the transformative healing work of Christine, visit www.StellarReflections.com. And for weekly topics, visit www.TransformationTalkRadio.com. 